Welcome everyone to the fifth year podcast. As always, Clint Maxey, Zach Ruley, and yours truly, Parker Biggs. Sorry for new episode last week. Uh, not too much going on in the world of college football right now, uh, but there is always stuff to talk about. So we'll go over what's going on in the college football world, uh, talk about the Super Bowl, talk some college hoops, and a little bit of golf. So uh, we'll get going here. Should be a pretty quick episode. Let's start with the Super Bowl. Uh, really, really good game. What were uh, your guys' thoughts on it? Yeah, I thought it was a good game. Did you guys – a bunch of people are complaining about it not being a good game. I, what do you guys think? I thought it was – I think it, thought it was so boring. I was like – it, it was a very – it was like an oddly – I mean, in a weird way, it kind of was boring. Like, the, the ending was not anticlimactic, but it was like, wow, there's still 40 seconds left on the clock. They had a second and one. Like, how did they not execute? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it felt like one of those ones that Burrow should be making a play – or should be trying to make a play with two seconds on the clock as time expires. That's how it felt. Yep. That was the only thing. Beside that, I thought the game was really good, but you're right. It felt like Joe, like Joe Burr had a little a little magic in him there at the end. But instead they uh and no shot at Samaj Piran at all because I love Piran. But yeah. the fact that they had him in two plays and Mixon didn't play on Mixon the last one. Yeah. Mixon had been running. Well, you saw Zach Taylor came out today and said, That's my bad. I got the plan late. That's why Piran is on the field for that run. Um, oh. I mean, Burrow, Burrow, for as good as he's been, he really didn't – I knew he had two touchdowns. I get that. One of them was offensive P.I. and the other one – like the, the yeah. two spectacular plays that Burrow was involved in was an offensive P.I. and then that incredible catch by Chase in like the second quarter or whatever. How did they miss that P.I.? Like, I don't know. It was very – like anytime, anytime a dude like Jalen Ramsey gets beat like that bad, you're kind of looking around like, all right, well, he either fell or the guy cheated and – uh yeah. I mean, that was kind of the case there. Like, I don't know how they missed that one standing standing right in front of it. You know, I'd say I enjoyed the whole game. The halftime show was pretty freaking awesome. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I was watching in Canada, so the commercial situation wasn't wasn't oh. great there. What was it? Was it? I mean, was it uh, there was Canada? a few like the, I, they showed the Sopranos Chevy commercial, but it was way later because I saw everyone tweeting about it in the first half. They didn't show it till the second half. Huh. Uh, I don't know. They showed a lot of uh, the new Game of Thrones show, uh, that commercial. Were they showing that? Yeah, I didn't see any of those. Yeah, they showed the, uh, the Lord of the Rings show. Like a lot of Canadian, uh, like the, the streaming services in Canada were just churning out uh, commercials. Well, that's, so Sopranos, that Sopranos one's definitely to, depending on how people react to it, I think probably to gauge interest about a spinoff. Because it's been long enough now. Yeah. So you, well, yeah. Because people our age, didn't watch it at the time and there, yeah. a lot i think have watched it like you know your 25 year old kid is now just watching the sopranos and yeah no i agree but uh also yeah. happy for zach robinson future oklahoma state head coach That's is he the qb coach. coach he is the quarterback's coach is he there's going to be the offensive coordinator there's a chance i don't i i think the, the way i understand it so the new vikings head coach for those who don't know was the rams offensive coordinator kevin o'connell i think is his name yep he is trying to take the Rams running back coach, I believe is the report I saw today to be his offensive coordinator in Minnesota. So we'll see if that leads to old Zach getting a promotion. I feel like Zach Robinson is the exact type of guy that McVay would hire. He's young. You know, he played quarterback. I feel like, you know, it's. Yeah. He likes him. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be cool. I think be... part of the reason he convinced him to come to the NFL because Zach, I think, was con- not content doing what he was doing. But the way I understand it is McVay is the one who, who pushed him. Him and Zach Taylor, Zach Taylor and Sean, mainly Zach Taylor, I guess, um, told him, hey, you need to come to the NFL. And work what was he doing? Was he he wasn't in football? Wasn't he like an insurance or something? Um, yeah, a little bit of that. And then he was doing like private quarterback lessons in Dallas. That's how he got back into football. And then I think an assistant job somewhere else. And then now to the NFL. Huh. Would yeah, you guys cool. consider Cooper Cup the best receiver in the league right now? No. Yeah. I would consider yeah. Vontae Adams better, but I think Cooper Vontae Cup's probably awesome. is better, but like I'm not gonna argue with the guy that had it's a weird argument. I mean, like the triple crown, he gets the Super Bowl MVP, did great in the playoffs. Like I would say he's up there. I think I would agree with you, Parker, with Devontae, but man, he is something else. I think he's more talented than I give him credit for. I just think him being white probably like honestly has yeah, like, yeah. it's, like a, it's, it's true. It hurts but 
I also think the offense, like his system is perfect. You know, it's, I, but you don't put up record numbers if you're not a free. Yeah. Cause they're still right. double teaming him, triple teaming yeah, him. Right. Like, and they, and they didn't have, and he showed up at the end of the game when Odell was out and he was yeah, like, they still, they're double and triple teaming him. I was listening to the radio. They're saying they should have run like a box and one essentially on Cooper cup. Just go like all 10, all 10 guys zone. And then one guy just follows them. And I mean, like that'd yeah. be crazy to do for a football game, but. Kind but of who, like who else? Right. I mean, yeah. Stafford had no one else to go to because OBJ is out. Tight end. Uh, Higby's, yeah, Higby's, out. Got, Higby's out. I mean, yeah, I guess they like Van Jefferson, but uh, I'm happy for Matt Stafford too. So is, is Matt a pro bowler? Or... Oh, you mean Hall I've of heard, Famer? I'm in a Hall of Famer. Yes, I think he is. I think I, he's, I think too, but it's a lot I more do, mixed than most people. I do not. Why, uh, why do you – yeah. Well, hang on. Let me I, – I have a Kirk Cousins tweet. Oh no, we're not about to compare him to Kirk Cousins. Yeah, we are. <laughs> no, the numbers are like like gross. You're kind of like, wait, what? Let me. Uh, I don't know. He's up. he's a tough. But also, if you if, so, if you go on FootballReference.com, it's a great stat keeper and all that. They have like a pro Hall of Fame for each sport and then each position, um, like Hall of Fame score essentially. So the average for a quarterback is 109 of Hall of Fame quarterbacks right is 109 stafford is in like the 50s but how so is much that, of that what is that based on like the wins yeah. um like stats and then like accolades like first team all pro he's never been first team all pro which to me means he's never been he's never even been a pro bowler so that means to me that he is not That's he's insane. never been considered a top six quarterback in his profession he had to have been a pro bowler pro, pro, pro bowler sorry this year though right i mean he didn't play i know because think of the other quarterbacks in the nfc Kyler Murray, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Dude, Brady. Kirk, Cousin, Kirk Cousins was in the Pro Bowl. Because Kirk puts up numbers. All right, so the Hall of Fame monitor. I, I don't think that's correct that he's never been in a Pro Bowl. I'm about to pull it up. Maybe he's been never been all pro. I just Maybe I'm wrong. I just do not believe that. That seems fake. Excuse me, one Pro Bowl, zero all pros. So he's never okay. been a top three quarterback, though. Aren't there right. three Ex- pro teams? I think it's two, but either way, same point. How yeah. Can, yeah, but so I guess my point is, how can you say I'm a Hall of Famer when I've never even been considered the best in the league at what I do? For even a season, he's never even been like everybody's been like, oh, Matt Stafford's the best quarterback. Yeah, I guess it kind of depends on how I'm. I'm probably looking at it more of like quarterbacks. I just think quarterbacks are different, and maybe that's an issue. I. I don't know. I also so think Stafford, it's a lot of it is from the Lions. So Stafford's score, if you will, the highest of all time is Tom Burr, 259.32, um, which him, man, Peyton Manning's actually really close as well because he has so many all pros. Um, I think the most among quarterbacks ever. But so the lowest score on this is Jim Kelly at a 59.1. And then the Matt Stafford sits at a 68. So the the real argument I think is that's pretty entertaining as well is like is Matt Stafford better than Matt Ryan career wise? Well, I think the Super Bowl is the trump card for sure. I think Matt Stafford's way better. I think Matt Stafford. See, I think Matt Stafford's elite. I put all the blame on the Lions. I mean, I think. I mean, which is fair, I, but I, but then I think yeah, football too. It's I, like I, such a team sport. That like you can have like a like a Trent Dilfer, you know. I I don't think that's the case as much in today's NFL, but you can hide some things with like elite defensive play and then like a run game or a stud like Cooper Cup. I'm not saying Stafford's not incredible, and he played really well this postseason. I mean, he threw two picks in that Super Bowl. It's not like he was just dominant, you know. No, no, that's that's true. Okay, I got some fun ones though for you to 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 sway you here, really. So fastest uh, play to reach 20,000 career passing yards fastest player to reach 30,000 career passing yards fastest player to reach 40,000 career passing yards and passing yards and he and he had the most fourth quarter comebacks in a season in, while he was in Detroit yeah those were I've like the one where he like broke his rib or whatever and yeah yeah all right I last thing I'll say about I found the Kirk Cousins tweet um this is from C. Harrison on Twitter saying if Kirk Cousins won the Super Bowl in 2027, it's like the ultimate um, perfect example. So since 2015, when Cousins became starter in Washington, 
Here's his numbers compared to Stafford. Cousins has more TD passes, 205 to 192. He has fewer interceptions, 72 to 76. He has 1,000 more passing yards, 29,000 compared to a little over 28,000. Higher completion percentage and a higher QB rating by almost three points. So, I mean, if Kirk wins one, then that if Safford is a Hall of Famer, Kirk uh, Cousins would have to be Hall of Famer, right? I don't. I, don't, I think uh, or Stafford's longevity is, puts him ahead of him at this point. But that is a good. I like that. I like that uh, comeback because that I don't really know what to say to that. I feel like there's a, I think Kirk Cousins sucks. Kirk, yeah, we all know who Kirk, <laughs> yeah. Kirk Cousins is. He ain't great, but he's got better numbers. He's on pace to have better numbers than Matt Stafford did. Who else? Okay, so okay, think. Okay, Kirk or not? I'm not including Kirk. Okay, uh, Matt Stafford, Eli Manning, Philip Rivers. Eli. Who gets in? All of them. Eli gets in. Rivers. Think- Rivers will be really interesting. Because I think that's another guy. Have you ever considered Philip Rivers the best at his position? No. I look at Rivers and Stafford pretty similarly. Yeah. Rivers does have really good career numbers, which which helps. And he played a long-ass time. I I think it'll be interesting to see if Big Ben gets in first ballot. I don't. think he does. He should. Yeah. The two Super Bowl titles, he's been – I think – I'm looking at it right now. Pro Bowl six times. Never all pro first team, but like – like I said, there's only so many spots, you know? Yeah. Well, okay, so what does Stafford have to do to close his career to change your mind? I mean, winning another one, I think, goes a long way, as dumb as that sounds. Like, Eli yeah, – If he wins another one, he's Eli, first ballot. So, Eli, Eli's in. Even Eli's been more Pro Bowls than Matt Stafford, though, you know? The Pro Bowl thing is insane to me. I mean, I guess when you're playing on, like, five and 11 teams, it probably hurts. But it's not like those Eli teams were great. I know. I know. But they're better than that. Like, Detroit yeah. – Detroit probably wins like two games a Drew, year without him. How many times did they make the playoffs with Stafford? Because I remember they got I think kind it was of three. I think he was 0 3 in the playoffs before. Yeah, and he got kind of screwed in two of those. So they were they had years where they were just cupcakes, and then other years they were they were solid. But it def- I I I get that thing to me though, because like the first title was like, okay, we played out of our mind and beat the 17-0 and New England Patriots. Like, they play that game 100 more times or 99 more times, they might not win again, you know? Yeah. He'll yeah. get in, though. Yeah, he'll get in. That last name helps, too. Yes. Matt Ryan and, and uh, Rivers will be interesting, in my opinion, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I feel like there's a big group of, like, Tier 2 quarterbacks, whether they've won one or haven't won one, that it's just – I don't even know you how – You can make an argument for, like – Yeah. Exactly. Got, yeah. Um, okay, well, any other thoughts on the on the Super Bowl? That's pretty much it. Congrats yeah. to the Rams. All right, now back into some college football stuff. Um, several coaches getting uh, contract extensions. Old Jim Harbaugh after that flirtation. Another flirtation with the uh, NFL gets another bag from Michigan with a five-year extension. Uh, that man wanted that Vikings job and just didn't get it. Uh, seems kind of awkward. Right. It's really weird. Anytime you sit in a room and talk to a team for nine hours or whatever it was reported, he did that. They didn't extend an offer. It's kind of odd. Did you see the Michigan uh, football the other day after announced that he would not be going to or taking the Vikings job? It was like our guy. Yeah. Like, Come on. Like, he's, <laughs> I mean, he, is, he doesn't. Yeah. I mean, like the guys tried leaving every chance he gets. Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully they he can capitalize on the momentum of beating Ohio State this Dude, past season because he was one thing if I, not, it's gonna go right back into the dark ages. If yeah. they go I mean, though, I think the Michigan I mean that all the good grace he got this year, he might have given up already. Yeah, by flirting with the NFL. Dude, he was his interview with the Vikings was on was on signing day. Which is another wild it's thing. Absurd. I yeah, think he wow. would have taken the job had they offered it to him. Like, I mean, imagine being a kid, like, considering, like, signing at late signing period with Michigan, <laughs> and you, then you see that your potential coach is up in Minneapolis interviewing for another job. Odd. Yeah, it's, it's kind of wild. Odd stuff. Uh, another uh, big one, uh, Cincinnati locking Fickle down through 2028, or at least contractually locking him down through 2028. $5 bucks a year? That's a steal right yeah it's just paper too like you said contractually i mean if 
whoever wanted right. to come buy him out one day, they could. But that's a really good deal for Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, at this point, if he, even if he leaves next year, I mean, they're fortunate to have had him this long. Uh, but Yeah, because I remember he got that job the year after he was like the interim for Jim Trestle, right? Yeah, I believe a year or two. I think he might have stayed at Ohio State staff for like another year or two, but it was very soon after that. Yeah, like he's been there a while and he's, he's built something up. And now, I mean, maybe he's thinking, hey, I can not build this into a Nash, like a, a blue blood or anything, but we got a chance to be pretty good in this new conference. Like, I'll keep rolling over here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he doesn't – it sounds weird, but like if he keeps competing at like a college football playoff level, there's no way – well, I'm not going to say no way. It's unlikely they can hold on to him. But if they like kind of drift off into like – solid but not great like eight nine win seasons they might be able to keep him forever so it's kind of a double-edged short on i really think there is only one school he'd leave for at this point it's ohio notre dame state. Or ohio, ohio state. state well we don't know if notre dame contacted him at all i guess uh or Dude, I, was their guy from the jump but i i do not buy that i think fickle was their guy i just think the playoff timing was bad and the only reason i think that is because like freeman learned like freeman grinded it out under uh fickle like he was a fickle guy. He spent one year away from him. So I would think you, if they could have gotten fickle. Yeah, they would have done it. That's just my opinion. I have no, no inside information or anything. Just that's just my presumption, but yeah. And then um, another big one, Baylor locks in uh, Aranda through 2029. They have to feel very relieved that they made it through this uh, off season without losing him after that big 12 title win after USC opened up, after LSU opened up, two jobs that he was kind of linked to. Uh, good uh, good work by the Baylor administration. Uh, I, hate, I hate saying those words out loud. but Right, because they're scummy. It's just <laughs> um, scummy. They, they have like a, a sneak – like I don't think people realize how good their athletic department is right now. It's insane. They're really good at women's basketball. National championship in basketball last year with a chance to do it again this year. And then football was a top six team in the country this year. Yeah. It's gross. It's not it's fair. Just, it's gross. No, it, it is gross. And I mean, I just think that they are committed to uh, winning, very committed to winning. And really? as they've showed, they, uh, they'll, uh, they'll win at, at cost. Yeah. They, you, you can't say that they're in their minds. They're probably thinking, you can't tell us our brows didn't win all those games. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we played them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's got to be a new scandal coming Baylor's way, right? I mean, you had the murder on the basketball team. You had the Art Bryles scandal. I mean, things are just going a little too good for Baylor right now. Yeah, one, uh, no, that's – I don't even know – like, but here's the thing. Every time they've come crashing in, our, in like, since the Bryles administration, they they have a guy that, like, Rule came in, was shit mm-hmm. for one year, and then really, really good. And then he leaves everything empty, and then Miranda comes in, bad for one year, really, really good. So they do. They have a good talent identification program. Yeah, they do. Um, and I think they pay yeah, a shitload of money too. I, I don't think yeah, it's, they have. They have good donors. It's not public because they're a private university, but I mean, they pay big boy bucks. Yeah, they don't mess around. But good. That's a good extension, though. I'm that worries me. I think the the three big players in the new Big Twelve will be um, Baylor, Texas Tech, and and OSU. See, I, I would replace Tech with Cincinnati. That's the three you I would see. Texas Tech, though, has got, as of now, we're very early in the 2023 recruiting class. Um, they are number three in the country. They have uh, about six forced or, yeah, six four stars committed already. I mean, yeah, Joe, Joey McGuire can grind it out in the trail, but uh-huh. I uh, I just think it's a little little early there, but I, li- I like it, though. You, If it, if and when it happens, uh, you'll be able to uh, come back to this clip. I will. <laughs> Oh, all right. Another shit storm uh, down at Auburn. Old Brian Harson is going to be their coach next year after a couple of weeks of uneasiness for, for Harson. Uh, they committed last Friday saying he's going to be their guy next year. Uh, their administration and boosters seem very upset, I guess, with the roster situation, with the recruiting. But I mean, after one year, like, that's insane. The, th- the thought of even firing him, I get they didn't have a good season, but I mean, it was year one. And that seems ridiculous. Yeah, I saw a tweet saying, I can't remember who posted it. They were like, I don't know if I want him to go 0 and 12 or 12 and 0 more next year. But it's been a. I would rather him go 12 and 0. 
it's been a bit of a clown show in his his tenure so far. I, I mean, he lost, and I love Oklahoma State to death. He lost the defensive coordinator to Oklahoma State, and the guy took a pay cut. Yeah. No. He didn't want to be around Auburn and Brian Harson anymore, which is incredible. Uh, yeah, what I would just love to know what this guy did. Like, what is he just well, a weirdo? You've heard, the, you've heard the the rumors. Yeah, but that rumor, I, I feel like that's a a shallow. We're talking some Bobby Petrino stuff. If and if anybody didn't know, yeah, there's some some extra. If you want to do a little, you know, we'll show. She's a, she. I don't remember her name. She's a a, a pretty young lady. So I mean, yeah, I, married man. I'd assume it's not good. No, I hope. I hope for his family's sake that's just a rumor, not As not true. But I would not; it wouldn't be shocking. I mean, college football coaches are—they're uh, not necessarily known for uh, good ethics. Their ethics, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, seriously, who do who do Auburn fans like, and their boosters think they are? Okay, just this is under the presumption that some of these rumors, nasty rumors, aren't true, and it tr- truly is due to you know they didn't like the direction of the program. They think that he that he's not recruiting at the level that he needs to be, which I mean, he wasn't recruiting great, but it was still a top 25 class in the country. It's not like they're bringing in a bunch of bums and that they think that he should have had a much better year one. Like Auburn's a good program. Auburn's not a blue blood. You don't fire someone for six and seven season after year one. Like not even Texas does that. Like they're, they're top 20. Yeah. It's a good program. It is a, it is a good not great program, but I think their boosters and, and alums think it is one of the best countries. I mean, they were willing to pay back to back eighteen million dollar buyouts, like <laughs> which is fucking crazy. That's crazy, people. Money. In a pandemic during a pandemic. So, who's your top? I, I, yeah, I don't think they're top ten. Who is your top ten? Okay, t- top ten college football jobs. Uh, I'd have Alabama at one. I just think everything, the tradition, the fan base support from the university, which a lot of these other jobs don't have quite as much. They're, they're not like the most talent rich, rich uh, state, but they're near a lot of talent. And then like just that culture that Saban has entrenched is different. And I think that he's been there for what, 15 years now. Like it's, that's part of Alabama now. It's not just like a Saban thing. I would say Ohio state, I think is my number two job. They're not as close to elite talent as Alabama is and they don't have Saban, but everything else, they check every other box. And I think uh, Ohio and Pennsylvania is some of the more underrated recruiting grounds in the country. So I think Ohio State's good. Georgia at three. I probably have them a, f- a few slots lower if it weren't for the title. But, I mean, they've got everything you want. Like, Georgia recruiting is elite right now. It's right up there right now with, like, Texas, California, Florida. Uh, their issue was, like, the title drought. And now that that's over, I could just see th- things rolling. They've got full-on commitment. I mean – from their administration. So I think Georgia uh, is, is one of the best jobs in the country. I, I'd have o, uh, OU at four. It has, I would say it's basically the same as Ohio state, except a little less in-state talent. Um, but both programs are pretty much recession proof. OU's had one bad decade. I don't think Ohio state had any. So I think those are very similar programs, similar fan bases, passion fan bases, a lot of support that, no, this number though with OU is like at the moment in the Big 12. That might change. Like we'll see how. Like ask me in 2026 or 2027. That number they might be a little lower, um, but we'll see. I'm I'm basing this off the current climb of college football. I'd have USC at five. They have everything you want except for that commitment that the schools above them have. Um, that like it's just watching like Lincoln Riley's like in his office or in like their facilities, everything looks like it's like cheap. They don't have the good facilities, the Coliseum, they rent. They don't, I don't know if, I don't think they have an indoor facility, which they're in Southern California. So that might not be a big deal, but um, I do think that the commitment is changing. I mean, clearly they're paying Lincoln Riley a lot of money and I'm sure he needed promises uh, for him to, to make the jump. So I would think that changing. So uh, USC could be a school that, ekes up if they could if they commit to big time football uh, lsu i'd have next not quite as strong traditionally as some of these others but they have three national titles this century uh which i think is probably second most behind bama um i also just love louisiana recruits uh they're elite per capita i think it's the best in the country and lsu has that border locked down 
very, very rarely does some does a recruit uh, dip out of the state of Louisiana if they have an LSU offer. Seven, I have Texas. This should be one. Like, I mean, location, history, commitment to the program, and a shitload of money. But like, there's just too many power hungry people. There's a reason they haven't won since Mac Brown left. Uh, the administration's power hungry. The boosters are power hungry. I think they've had some power hungry coaches. So uh, Texas, still a top 10 job. I think it's a great job. But uh, I, if I could take any job in the country, Texas would not be it because of some of those issues. Uh, I have Clemson as my eighth best job. This maybe wasn't even a top 25 job before Dabo got there, but the culture is there now. Uh, and they can go head-to-head recruiting with the SEC. The location's really good. A lot of good players in South Carolina. Close to Georgia recruiting. Uh, they have a, uh, a pretty large recruiting footprint there. Nine, I have Oregon. Uh, they've got the money. They have Nike. And they can, with the lack of powers on the West Coast, they can go into California and bring in a lot of good players. So their location is not the best, but just due to the lack of powers on the West Coast, they can recruit really, really well. And they have the facilities, the money, everything. And then 10, Notre Dame. I had to get Notre Dame in here. Uh, I mean, just tradition is as good as anyone's I do they're slipping and like I kind of snuck them in there because I just kind of felt like I needed to what about you what's what's your uh what are your top 10 jobs so I'm I did my list like based on um I guess like which probably isn't fair to do it off of like potential no I like it though I like that it's another another way of looking at it um, I have it written down, but I've, I've changed my mind yet again. Alabama, I, I still think like you can't unseat them with what Saban does year in, year out until he kicks the bucket or decides he doesn't want to do it anymore. They are the top dog. Um, LSU is like when that thing's rolling, man, it's it's just as good as Alabama. Yeah. Like we saw it, we saw it a couple of years ago. Like, yeah, it was that was probably one of the greatest college football teams of all time. Like, they 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 can bring in some athletes like you said like you're in the state of Louisiana and you're halfway worth the shit and L- LSU offers you you're probably going to LSU. Um, Ohio State, just because I think the Big Ten is not like a joke, but um, certainly like you said they get anybody they want up north, damn near. Uh, Ohio State, state of Pennsylvania, you're right, does have like a lot of sneaky underrated athletes, but Ohio State's also been tapping into the state of Texas a lot. Yep. And they're able to go down there and recruit. And I, I I can't argue with the dominance they've had. I know Michigan got them this year and they didn't win the Big Ten title, but uh, I guess they'll be back next year. Georgia, they're on par with, with Alabama as well. Um, Recruiting-wise, finally got over the title hump, like you said, but uh, they're on the opposite side of the SEC from Bama and LSU, so they can kind of get away with a little bit more. Um, five, I have OU out of respect – for just the cultural dominance. And I do think when it is, when they move to the SEC, it could look a little different. Um, there's so much unknown there. Yeah. I think Venables will be a good coach, but it's going to be interesting in year one and then years two and three going forward. If those are in the Southeastern conference six, I have USC and this one could, this one could pretty much get as high as, as two or three in the next couple of years, just because I don't, that team is not going to be fantastic this year, but they will be fun and they're going to score a lot of points with Lincoln at the helm and Caleb Williams, as much as Sooner fans hate to hear that. Um, I mean, we all grew up when they were dominating, right? Like Matt Liner, Reggie Bush, um, Linda White, like they were good. And that's like how, to me, like that's how I remember USC being, not like what we've seen the past 10 well, years. Well, yeah, because we just don't kid. even watch them on TV anymore. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, playing at like 11 Eastern on a – When you were a little kid, it was like stay up watching Reggie Bush. Yeah. 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 And I was young. I was little for that, but even I knew like I want to watch this kid play. He's that good. And it was electric. When the exactly. Coliseum's right. rocking. I do think they can get back to that, um, especially in a weak conference. It's, it's definitely doable. Yep. Texas, another school seven that could be higher and should be higher. But they just have too many. Uh, they have too many athletic directors, if you know what I mean. They they uh, yep. they don't have one unified voice. They have forty thousand of them uh, demanding that their money does this and this. Uh, eight. I have Clemson. Dabo is just. I mean, maybe maybe they're on the decline. We'll see this next year if, if um, Dabo's magic has run out. Uh, I don't 
don't think that'll be the case, but you never know. Nine, and I barely have them on here. Just this is out of respect. I don't – it's Notre Dame, and I don't know if kids think as highly of Notre Dame as they did maybe when our dads were going to school. Because um, Notre Dame back then is like Lou Holtz, like Air Parsegian. You know what I mean? Like it was right. the school. Like Right. And it has been for such a long time, and I think just kind of their name gets them by a lot of times now. I mean, we've seen what's happened when they've played in these playoff games the past couple of years. They – they're getting closer to being that power again, but I just don't know if it's because they recruit a whole different type of kid than a Georgia or Alabama does. Right. Um, 10, I, I'm between three and um, I'm not going to give a case for all of them, but I think Miami when it's, when it's going good, that's another tough place to beat. Good place to recruit to. I mean, who doesn't like the beach, um, the nightlife down there. So I, I'd throw Miami, Michigan, I think is another school that, Kind of same bill as Notre Dame, yep. maybe kind of gets by on just the branding at this point, which is which is fine. That's part of what being a blue blood is all about. And then I'm actually going to throw one more in there: Texas A and M. I think is because that's another school. That's, I, a, that's I, what that fits the the bill for like the potential because exactly. they should be really Hopefully freaking be up good. There. With as much money as as they're putting into that thing, you know, they invested in Jimbo Fisher. They're they allegedly paid four million dollars for this number one recruiting class in the country. So. They, they, their fans care. They're very passionate about Aggie football. I just, uh, it might be like a, I think they like, they have a little too much of a little brother syndrome when it comes to UT. Like they were so opposed to Texas joining the SEC. It's like, dude, just go beat them. Like you're better than them now. Like just go kick their ass, like get over it. I think they kind of get in their own way though, in regards to being a a consistently top 10 program. And then if I, I understand your Oregon argument, Oregon's another great option. Um, West coast stinks at football. And they have Phil Knight, so you, you can't yeah. go wrong with either of those two things. Yeah, the only other one, like I th- those you mentioned, I was considering putting in there as well. Like Penn State was one I kind of I kind of put we Penn State and Michigan one. right together. They're similar. Yeah, um, yeah, we actually had very similar list. That's an order and everything was pretty pretty close. So, uh, Clint, anything uh, you disagree with, or anything any teams that you would maybe toss in that hat? No, I feel like the 10 of those are pretty – I feel like most people would say those 10. I'd probably put OU at the top. I mean, they're the best in the country, you know, like all around. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I agree. I think another school potential-wise is like if they ever get back on track, which seems suspect at this point. Do you have any, do you have any guess? They're an ACC school. I might uh, Florida State. That. Florida State. They, mm-hmm. like, they, they can recruit the same kids Miami can recruit. Yep. Like, they used to be the shit. I mean, we were a little too uh, young for to remember those days, but like, but Deion even, but I mean, even they, won, like, what, they were yeah. good. Yeah, they were dominant. Like, like Jameis Winston, that's yeah. not that long ago. Yeah. Well, they were yeah. dominant. They had a run. I don't quote me on this, but it was something absurd. Like in the from the, I want to say like mid late eighties until the like early two thousands, where they had like, I want to say like fifteen straight top five finishes or something yeah, just... no it is something absurd like that yeah but they, i mean like there's pretend, like that job's a good job i don't know what they need to do to get out of what whatever they're in but they need to figure it out because that's a good job yeah yeah that's a really good job they've kind of swung and missed on a couple of coaches which <laughs> the, the real fuck up they did was not hiring Deion sanders i know their alums were probably you probably had some alums that were like yeah bring him in it's Deion sanders and then some that were like fuck that he's never coached a minute of football above 4a high school football in the state of texas like why why would we do that but in hindsight they probably should have brought him in because i mean he's able to get kids to come to jackson state and live in jackson mississippi like come on if if dion was the no offense to jackson state if if dion was the head coach at florida state they would immediately reel in the number one class in the country yeah oh absolutely it'd be it'd be no brainers for kids to want to come play at florida state yeah Yeah, kids would love that i mean it's change up from what you're doing i mean it's not gonna get worse no and he might take a discount too oh uh, yeah in terms of contract he doesn't need the money yeah i wonder how much jackson state pays him i'm sure probably not like no it can't be that much i mean i doubt they have money small hbcu all right let's uh let's wrap it up here with little college hoops a little golf uh big 12 is uh crazy as ever i mean i i don't really know if we want to talk about it. i'm kind of thinking we just talked some big 12 hoops here because that's yeah. right up our wheelhouse really uh 
Anything that stood out to you from Big 12 play last few weeks? That was a bad loss for the Sooners, boys. I hate two. two Those are bad. bad. Those are bad losses. You know, they kind of got a good – I know uh, Shagwa is not a three-point shooter, but phenomenal look. I don't think that was the guy they wanted to take the shot. Maybe that's why he was so open, but, like, you couldn't ask for a better shot. That made no sense. He has no confidence shooting the ball. Yeah. That was not – I can – assure you that was not a I think they were trying to get it to uh Gibson and he was just covered up and Goldwire just saw Shagwa there wide yeah. open but yeah he did get a good look but now the, now the Kansas loss is like I mean it's it's, it's not a bad Kansas loss it's just playing, a tough Kansas loss. is playing like uh one of the best teams in the country right now which they are they're they're a very good team and their defense keeps getting better I see no reason why they don't make the final four but the Sooners are actually playing I mean what's crazy is this three-game stretch oh you just finished against a win against to Kansas on the road. It's the actually the best OU's played all season, probably. It's just they had a brutal stretch and they lost two of them. So yeah. what are OU's last couple games? It's uh they have so they actually have a pretty easy ending to the I mean relative easy by yeah, Big 12. It's still the Big 12, yeah. Uh let's see. I know they play te- they're one they play tech on the road. That's like the one game that's, that's probably a loss. A loss, right? Tech is so good and lovely. So my I think if OU if if you get to, at least with OU, I'm, I can't say the same about like a TCU or K State because I don't know what their non-conference looks like. But with OU's, I think if OU gets to seven uh, to seven wins in conference play, that would probably be enough to to get so in the Lenardi, tournament. Lenardi, as of this morning, still has OU in. Yeah, which is OU's he has, what? Is the last four? He has last four buys TCU. Basically, he has seven Big Twelve teams making it. So Kansas State not on his list right now. I'd assume Iowa State, State also not out, on his yeah. list, and then Oklahoma State. Right. Okay. So here, which in OSU, what would oh, OSU, what, what, what would what would OSU's? So he does have Iowa State in, I guess. I guess so because West Virginia is not going to get in. They're fourteen and eleven. So okay. So this is this is the home the home stretch for OU here, at Iowa State. So probably a dog, but I'd say that's game. a must win though at Iowa State. No. Yeah, no, they the way te- their way they're playing. Oh, you need to win that one at Tech. So probably lost there. So, uh, home against OSU. That's one they should win. Like you they need, they need. To, that's a must win. Yeah, that's a must win as well. Um, last home, three are must wins. At home against West Virginia, another must win. So that would be for a sweep if OU could pull that one off. And at K State. So besides Tech, those are all very winnable games. So let's say OU wins four out of the last five. That puts them at what eight and nine in conference play or eight and ten. Eight and ten. Yeah, that I think that I think that gets OU in with just no sweat selection Sunday. I think yeah. three and two, I think likely gets you in, get to seven and eleven. You don't know about bid stealers, but that'd put you yeah, seven and eleven, which is crazy to say, but I think that I think that's been the bar that's been set the last few years. If you get to seven and eleven in conference play in the Big Twelve, you're probably gonna get in. Uh, I mean, because you add in some of the, the high-quality wins OU had in the non-conference slate. They just have too many good wins at that point. Um, and a, I wouldn't say it's a respectable conference record, but, you know, it's the Big 12. Going 7-11 and 11 against Big 12, better yeah, than – that top um, Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk about some of the other teams. Some other, so, would you agree with me here, like Baylor, Kansas, Tech, and Texas are like – Probably locked in. Like those four could. KU, KU's playing for one seed. Yeah. So all four, like obviously, those Texas is not as in that same category as those other three, but I think all four of those teams could lose the rest of their games and they're in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Texas even is in that same boat. Cause I think they have eight well, conference wins already. Yeah. They're all in that same boat. So that leaves us with OU. Iowa State, K State, TCU, and I guess West Virginia battling it out, but West Virginia is going to have to. West Virginia, they would need a miracle at this point. They would need to win their last five and or six, I guess, how many they have. Um, they got beat last night on the road at Kansas State. Like they're they're just not very good, man. They don't they don't rebound they're well. Not. They don't defend where the shit. And um, Tash Sherman's a not going to say a gifted scorer, but he knows how to put the ball in the hoop, and he didn't get a whole lot of help. No, yeah, I think we're. I think I'm ready to say West Virginia. West Virginia is officially dead. I they're not going to win. They're not going to win out. So, which makes uh, me wonder how much longer Huggy Bear is going to be there. Um, he's West Virginia royalty. I think he lives on campus, from what I've been told. Like, loves it there. Maybe he's had enough. Who knows? Yeah, he's got to be. 
mid sixties, I think. I don't. Yeah, and they haven't been. I mean, they haven't been great in a couple of years. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, and then K State is an interesting one to me. So you said Lenardi has them out right now, right? Lenardi has them in. In. So who? Oh, so no, he, my, no. Next four out. Excuse next, me. They're close. So they need to. They need to play well. They need to pull. They need to pull off a couple. A couple. I don't think they have some of the real. I know they've beaten. Texas Tech, so that's a really good win. Uh, they've beaten Texas, so they have two good wins. I don't think they have uh, the number of high quality wins that some of the other bubble teams in the Big Twelve have, like OU and like even Iowa State, who's been playing really poorly. They racked up some nice non-conference wins. I think they were undefeated in non-conference play. So, um, yeah, it's going to be. I wonder race. if so. K State's last five are Stillwater Saturday, Lawrence next Tuesday. That's a loss. Um, Iowa State at home the next weekend. Tech it on the road that next Monday. That's a loss, and then OU at home. So let's just say they beat OSU, Iowa State, and OU. I wonder if that's enough to do it. Three more wins puts them at nine and, and nine and nine. For yeah, the that gets them in. That so gets them in. I wonder if that's enough to get. I would. I think that definitely gets them in. But you, they cannot drop the game Saturday to OSU. Right. You no, know, I think I think that gets them in, which is insane to think about. I'm, I mean, they're, I think they're the least talented team in the Big 12. Nigel Pack is really, really good, though. Yeah, I think he Nigel is. Pack has a chance to be first team all Big 12. I think he is one of the best scorers in the league. I think he's third in points a game. And then I actually really like, I don't like much about the K State team, especially Bruce Weber. I think that guy's a, a cheese dick. Um, but Mark Smith, he's like a, he's like a guard, but he looks like Mark Vidal kind of. I hate just saying yeah. that. Like the thickness, like that yeah. dude can fucking rebound. He's only like six five, six six too. So he's not super big, but he he hustles. I like him and Nigel Pack a lot. Yeah, no, and I mean Bruce Weber's done a good job with this team because I would I didn't think he was going to make it going into the season. I thought his days were pretty numbered, but well, he saved his job uh, what six five years ago with the Sweet Sixteen run, Elite Eight run, whatever it was. Yeah. That guy, I don't think Bruce Weber's actually that good a coach. He's just I'm not a fan of his time. role either. I do not like him. Before we stray to our last topic of the day, just a heads up for those betting. Um, if you're looking for a futures bet on national championship, keep this in mind. I believe it's the last 20 or since the it's since Ken Palm came out, which is the 99 season. I think I could be wrong on that. All of the national championship winners have been top 40 in office offensive efficiency and top 25 in defensive defensive efficiency on the Ken Palm system. So just something to keep in mind, because there's only certain teams that fit that bill. Technically, as of last week, Kansas didn't actually fit that bill. Um, not top like 25 Baylor defense? Is a good example. Yeah, they didn't fit top 25 defense. They're top 40 offense, Texas Tech? Are they, are they top 40 offense? I know they've got to be top Texas 20. Tech, Texas Tech does not qualify. And this is as of last week, though. So the list changes every night, obviously. Um, like, Purdue's not on this list, because their defense isn't good enough. So just like... I'm not saying it's it's definitely a trend, and I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but it does give you a little bit of insight on what it truly takes. Everyone, I think the only one that did not actually fit the model was UConn the second time. The Kemba or the Napier the team? The Napier team. That one did not make sense. That I, one, I attended that national championship, UConn, Kentucky, at uh, Jerry World. Why were you there? Just wanted to go. Was it Jerry World and you know drive people from Tulsa? So. Sure, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean it was weird watching a football game in a nosebleeds of a, or a basketball game in the nosebleeds of a football stadium. But yeah, besides yeah. that, it was awesome. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well. Yeah. Big Twelve. The finish is going to be awesome. A uh, lot of bubble teams. So that I mean, it's every game's a grind, and even more so it seems like this year. Um. All right, let's wrap it up here. Just a little bit of golf talk. So exciting. Uh, we're kind of right at the, like, technically the golf season, like, starts in the fall. And then the, kind of like the unofficial kickoffs, the zone, or the tournament of champions in Hawaii. But it seems like it's kind of exhibition uh, up until the waste management. You don't – we're done with the pro-am stuff. It's just full-on golf. Waste management is always a, a great atmosphere. And that was a – Really, really nice first win for for Scheffler in that playoff over Cantley. I mean, you had what you had Brooks on his heels, you had Xander on his heels, 
You had Cantley. I mean, some of the very world's best. You had Gooch. Yeah, Taylor Gooch on his heels too. He shit the bed. Hey, he's getting there. He's getting close. A lot. Gooch was one of my was a golf camp counselors. I went to OSU golf camp growing up, and he was my counselor for like three years. He's an awesome guy, and I would love guy, to see, yeah. yeah, I'd love to see him win. He he oh he won he won in uh, the fall right, but he's I'd yeah. love to see him win like a, a big against, one. Yeah, like yeah. breakthrough, like truly breakthrough. He 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 will though. I mean, he's playing. He's been playing really really well. But didn't it seem like the waste management field was significantly stronger than it normally is? Yeah, it definitely did, which I don't know if that's like has anything to do with the Saudi stuff and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know if you saw, speaking of Saudi stuff, I don't know if you saw Charlie Hoffman's whole deal. That's yeah. ridiculous. Like he, him and Charlie Phil, Hoffman's a douche. Phil, Phil, too. Like, dude, if you want to go play in the fucking Saudi league for however much they're offering you, just go do it. Like, like I'm tired of hearing him like make these like these bullshit threats and stuff. Also, that to me, that's just a straight greed. Does Phil Mickelson really need more money? Right. What well, it will have no, it will make no impact on his life. He's rich as shit already. Like, and he's saying he's saying that he's they're not paid fairly the players, which is probably true. But for Phil Mickelson, no, not really. He got paid millions of dollars of that forty million dollar bonus to for fucking tweeting. And he, uh, and he's just, I mean, like, he's probably top he's probably is he second all-time in earnings i mean he's got to be right up there so yeah he's he cannot complain about his he's done very well for himself but But then like bryson was like i feel you there brother and i've started to like somewhat enjoy bryson so it's like dude do you think bryson's gonna do it i don't know i've seen a lot of speculation on twitter that they're struggling to find like courses that are willing to do these events and operationally kind of haven't been on that side of it It is a lot of work like you got to find it's a lot of man hours to, to plan one of these, just one event, let alone a full season's worth. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. I, the entire no laying up team was blocked by Phil on, on Twitter. I don't know if you follow no laying up. They tweeted a tweet. I think it said like, says something bad about Phil Mickelson. And then it just says Phil. And then like it, the image is Phil um, on the tee at the U S open when he blocked uh, his tee shot like into a hospitality area. <laughs> so it was a pretty funny tweet, but they of course got blocked for it. But oh, that was being a little bit of a baby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I would. I hope the Saudi thing fails. I mean, splitting up some of the best. Play, I mean, if they were, I just think this thing thing is so far down there, or so far from actually happening. Yeah, I agree. But like. Like, what is Bryson really going to commit to us to this league that has no other elite players committed to it? Like, he'd have to do it. I think they're like, waiting for one guy to say, Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And once right. one guy does it, and it has to be big because, like, sure, like Ian Poulter might say he's going to do it, but no one cares if Ian Poulter or I don't like a Hoffman or someone like that. Like, that's not going to. I think if I think if the the PGA or the Masters or the Royal and Ancient came out or the USGA came out and said you're not playing in our major events if you do this thing, nobody's yeah. gonna join it. Maybe Phil because he's won a couple and he has all the money in the world. Although Maybe like Phil. none has, of those other guys want to like, do that, right? The problem is like filled with the PGA, like unless they just or with his PGA Championship win, unless they just he's said exempt. like otherwise, like he has exemptions the PGA yeah, for life. Play. He has an exemption to the U.S. Open for 10 years, the Masters for 10 years, the Open, I think, for five think, years. No, Masters is for life. Life? Like once once yeah, you win, the Masters, yeah. yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah. So, I mean, he's pretty much locked in, but, yeah. I Did you see, though, also the PGA? Apparently, Monahan or whatever, the commissioner, if someone, if a PGA tour breaks one of their bylaws, which I, I would assume leaving for another league is breaking a bylaw, he has the power to boot a player, like, for life out of the PGA tour. It's kind of savage. A little too much power for, eh, I mean, maybe not. Yeah. So hopefully we don't get to that point, but definitely it seems like is, I th- is the only reason the conversations picked up so much steam just due to that event that was held in Saudi a few weeks ago. Yeah. That, that, and the, because the timing, um, cause guys didn't play at Pebble. It used to be people played at the, in the 18th. Oh, it's horrible. Like it used to be a ton of guys played in that. And then like the biggest name in the field, I'm, I don't want to insult anybody, but it's like, Luke List was our winner. Like normally, like that used to be a big time event. Like I remember watching Tiger playing that every year. Well, that's when we were talking the other day about Seamus Power. Seamus Power being like the sixth favorite at that event or something. Yeah, which is like no offense to him. Yeah, like, he's good, but he's yeah. Dude, but it's like that guy shouldn't be anywhere near the top of the bed. The odds list. Right. 
Exactly. Uh, any uh, any thoughts on the Genesis this weekend? I was going to ask if you had any picks um, um, you're willing to disclose. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, I've got a little uh, – a friend and I do a little golf betting news weekly newsletter, and we, I sent out my weekly picks. This week I didn't really do any research since I was out of the country, um, so I'm just kind of – I took Hideki Matsuyama. It's my only play. I'm kind of tailing my buddy on that one. Uh, I'll go two picks. It's insane. So the auto you run, he's going to be the top. Give me Morikawa top 10 and Ricky Fowler outright. Those are my two plays. Hey, Ricky's oh. due. He's hey. due till the end. And he's due until he wins the PGA in May. That's my. That would actually be pretty awesome. It'd be, it'd be sick. He would have so much fan support, like oh, arguably yeah. more fan support than anybody out there. He's already going to have it. Any of those. I, you guys. I think he'll have, okay. No, actually we'll wait. We, we can have these conversations when we get closer to the PGA. I was about to ask something, but people listening probably don't care. Um, all right. Well, anything to add on golf? Otherwise we'll wrap this thing up. All right. Well, as always, we appreciate uh, everyone tuning in. Uh, plan will be to have an episode out next week. We're trying to muster up some interviews. So knock on wood that we can some, get some guys, some interesting interviews set up. But um, as always, appreciate you listening. Follow us on Twitter at Fifth Year Podcast and on Instagram at The Fifth, fifth Year Podcast. Uh, hit us up on our individual accounts and, uh, you know, hit subscribe on Apple, on Spotify, all that good stuff. And uh, have a great weekend. Thanks for listening.